Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. John, this yes. is episode number... 127. 127. 127 episodes, Chris. Wow. We're getting up there. That's wild. Um, and this week, we're, uh, we're actually going to be talking about the, uh, the Walking Dead season premiere... Yes, and it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a good time, a, a a killer time. Whoa! I don't know. I I, I was trying to make it like spooky. spoilers. I was trying to make it spook. Wait, is that spoilers? I don't know. I had, you know, I'm I'm just I'm I don't know, dude. Anything can happen on The Walking Dead. Any, anything could happen. This is the thing. The Walking Dead is one of those shows where anything could happen. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. Yeah. You know, you just, just go along with it. it. Yeah, you're good. Um, so Chris, what have you been up to this week? Oh, <laughs> what have I been up to this week? Sounds like there's a, sounds like there's a lot there. Well, um, for about four days, I was, uh, in a feverish state on my couch watching television <laughs> with a hundred to 102 oh degree God. temperatures. Dude, that's hilarious. It's like, cause last week, this is the thing. Like you can, you can, if you look back in time, we can chain together the events that led to, <laughs> led to here. Yes. It's like last week it was like, no, I've just, I've been, you know, lots of late nights, lots of working and all this stuff. And I'm very tired. Yes. And then you get sick. Your body just goes no more. Yeah. But it says, <laughs> nope. I'm it just, done. It just breaks. And, uh, and so you were, uh, you know, you know, a carrier of, of the black plague of yep. sorts. Yeah. Yeah, basically. So Friday through Monday was in Ooh. that, and then Tuesday spent still at home recuperating. Tuesday was the first day I could actually do something besides like just lay on the couch. That is a really, really long time to be sick. I know. Like that's just ooh. It was. It was okay. So it was to the point. Like, and this is the thing. Like, it was like bad enough where it was like I didn't feel good to you know doing anything besides just laying there. Like yeah. I tried to like I tried to read and like I can't yeah. even concentrate. I tried to play video games, John. Yeah. I couldn't even find joy. Pleasure in video games. I put, I was like I can't I can't even think I can't think right right now and so so some context that the listeners may not know about you like yes. that that but that I know about you and anybody who's known you for years knows about you is that you have a very high pain threshold tolerance <laughs> like so whenever you get sick you in order to not go to like and do things you have to be really sick or really <laughs> contagious yes and so for you to say yeah I didn't feel good at all I didn't do anything at all I'm just like holy cow this must have been like the worst like for example like sometimes whenever i've gotten just as sick as you or whatever i I, i'm just out i'm done i'm done far before you're done you know (laughs) but you're like you just like trudge on and you're like nah i'm still i'm still working from home i'm still still doing this stuff from home but for so for a cold or a a you know a fever to take you completely out of the game it's got to be really bad yeah i was out man i was just done that's terrible dude uh but i did i did watch a lot of um i caught up on a lot of television yeah so uh i caught up on south park nice i caught up on um i think uh brooklyn 99 dude that's awesome i caught up on uh my pick of the week Ooh. um i uh <laughs> that's a that's a hint that's, it's that's a hint to, this hint is foreshadowing later. for foreshadowing. things later yes. okay i see um i uh by the way my pick of the week is also a television show I watched several movies, both on television, you know, like on TBS, yep. and then like I just I put in a, a Blu-ray or whatever. But I think the the weirdest thing I watched uh, was on the uh, was on Monday, the last day. I was just like laying around, like nonstop, just nothing but laying around, sick. 
and uh, it was 13 going on 30. Yes. Dude, <laughs> that's a classic, man. That's a classic I remember, film. Well, I remember once I started watching it, I'm like, I remember watching this before, but I don't really remember what happened. <laughs> and so I just finished it. I love it, dude. Well, that movie, that movie's really, I mean, honestly, like, I like that movie. You know, yeah, it's a I good mean, one. it's not a bad movie. It's not a bad movie. It's a good movie. Um, <laughs> and uh, you obviously, I was about to say the weirdest thing you, you watched was the Cubs. Oh my winning gosh, John. The National League Championship Series. John, I almost I almost just succumbed to my illness at that point. Yeah, you I, almost I, I gave was just in. like, well, it's not worth <laughs> worth it anymore. <laughs> just going to just curl up here in the corner. I mean, as avid St. Louis Cardinals fans, that was a very <laughs> odd thing it was to watch the Cubs beat the Cardinals. Kind of soul cr- beat the Cardinals in a postseason scenario. Yeah, yeah. So the Cubs that used to stand for, other than this season, the, uh, mm. the that used to stand for completely useless by September. Yes. But now it's it's who knows. Like yeah. I mean, with with this team, they could really take this all the way, Chris. Oh yeah. They could make Back to the Future come true. They could. Uh, we could be floating around listen, on hoverboards by December. And I posted that, and that's the that's my only like that's my only consolation, and that's that that does burn bright in my heart. I'm like, okay. Yeah. May may the Back to the Future Part Two be with you, and I hope you win the World Series. But yeah, <laughs> I'm still not happy. I'm that still you not happy with you. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's funny. Like it's it's I guess it's interesting that they would beat their arch rivals to get to the World Series. Like they had to beat the Cardinals along the way. Which I mean, it's it's fitting. It's it very is. apropos. It is. It's that's kind of. Um, but historically, looking at the records of of whenever these teams go up against each other, the Cubs have come out on top like 52 percent of the time true. so like they That's, have a slightly slightly better historical record against the cardinals than the cardinals do against them but the cardinals are usually better at beating everyone else right and they were this season too so so there was a stat thrown out and like later on whenever it was clear the uh cardinals probably weren't coming back yeah um that a, a team with a hundred or more wins has not won the world series since like 1984 or something wow. like that and so like it's it's I mean, all it does is say, you know, anything can happen in the postseason. Right. And the fact that you won a whole lot in the, yeah. the, the, the regular season doesn't mean that you can win a lot now. And, I mean, that's true. You still have to have, you have, to have the, the spirit. And yeah. You have to have the, well, I mean, and, and you have to be healthy, too. Because, like, if, if maybe, maybe there's, like, injuries and things like that, yeah. like, I mean, those can yeah. all happen and pile up in the which postseason. Did, which did happen. I mean, we lost Molina, yeah. our catcher, yeah. our star catcher. Yeah. Our gold glove winning catcher. No, there were no chance for Yachty. Um, oh, man. They were yelling at Lackey. Oh, my gosh. On, in that last game. Dude. And he was not happy. No. He was firing back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the, yeah, it was crazy. And, like, just, just mind-boggling things were happening. Uh, in the the uh, first game at Wrigley, there were more home runs hit in that game than, I think, in any postseason game in history or something that's like that. Wild. It's just like that's insane. They were hit so many home runs that well, night. I mean and whenever... it was mind boggling. Like you have a you have a pitcher go out yeah. who's a ground ball pitcher. They hit four <laughs> home runs off of him in two games. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, and it also, like, whenever you have a team that's been in, like, has not been in the World Series or, or hasn't gone to the World Series is in like uh, over a hundred years. It's like, you know, the Cubs. Like they haven't they yeah. haven't, they haven't done yeah. this in over a hundred years. And it's just like that's insane. And so Obviously, the uh, the the show was put on um, to you know it was you know they brought the brought the show to the fans. I will root for them to win. I I, I have to at this yes. point. Yes, and so good luck to the Cubs. Yes, good luck to all you Cubs fans. It is your time. You better take it. If you, if, you, if you're gonna <laughs> oh, make it this far, and you're gonna, you're gonna beat the Cardinals, dude. 
everyone so everyone who isn't dedicated like a uh, fan of another team or like isn't a cardinal fan that's like dead set against the cubs you know for sure is going to be rooting for the Cubs. Oh yeah, like if only because of the the Back to the Future connection. If only because you know the fact that they're the well, underdogs. Yeah. I mean, it's just like everyone's going to be I, vote, like or, or rooting yeah. for them. Last, Did I say voting before? I think you I said, said you voting. said voting. I would. I will go to the poll booth and vote for the Cubs. <laughs> uh, so like that's last, how we determine our World Series is. You yeah, know, just, by popular vote. Yeah, it's it's the it's the American way. <laughs> last no, the electoral vote is the American. Oh okay. Way. Well, I don't I don't know how to set that up. <laughs> So last uh, last week, sometime I was watching ESPN. I was probably while um, while I was sick. Uh, <laughs> I was watching ESPN, and there was a uh, they were I think it was just Sports Center or some kind of like Sports Center like kind of behind the scenes production or something like that. And they were talking about the Cubs possibly like going to the World Series yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And they inter- <laughs> they interviewed this guy, and he had been at um, the 1954 I think World Series that wow. the uh, the Cubs were in or something like yeah. that. Um, and, uh, they lost. And yeah. so they were like, well, did you think it, it would be, you know, such a long, t- or how long did you think it would, it would take for the Cubs to make it back to the world series? He said, I mean, I thought it would be a long time, maybe two or three years. Oh, and here man. we are. <laughs> we're, 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 like, we're like 60 years later. Holy cow. <laughs> and, oh, uh, they're, geez. they're hopefully making it back this year to the world series and hopefully win. So, Man, uh, yeah, okay. So if they win, mm-hmm. Chicago just goes insane. I, I yeah, I think Chicago just shuts down. Like, all right, we're done. I mean, like we've we've achieved everything we need to achieve. Yeah, it's like, do you think do you think car flipping situations? Oh, like riots? You think I mean, there will be I'm rioting? Just thinking, like, I mean, okay, so uh, I, I mean, mean, these things happen. Yeah, <laughs> people, I mean, whenever, get, people get overjoyed and happy. Whenever the uh, the the Red Sox, like, think about the Red Sox back uh, a yeah. few years ago. Yeah. Like, whenever, like that was a, a distinct possibility. Was was right. some rioting and some like re- overjoyous like uh, fans? You know, I could. I don't know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know the dark secrets of that. Of that city's people, I um, you would hope. Listen, you had the you had Michael Jordan and the Bulls. You oh, that's hope true. That that's true. They, they have they've had experience well, with winning. Then, yeah, before. And the White Sox too. Like the White Sox have done better than the Cubs uh, I mean, historically. Yeah, I mean, I guess historically, uh, <laughs> on the on on paper. Yes, we. I don't. I don't think we see rioting of that nature. Yeah. Um, I honestly, like, and if they lose, we definitely don't see it because they're used to that. Right. But. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, couple was, Cardinals, really hard. couple Cardinals fans getting digs at the Cubs oh, now. Man. Woo! I said I hope you win. <laughs> Isn't that enough? I'm gonna be rooting for them too, man. Yes, so yes. you know. Um, yes. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, well, although man, it would be. I will say, um, it would be amazing to be in Wrigley if they oh, win the gosh. World Series for the winning game. That'd be so great. Holy cow! And I'm gonna watch the whole series. Oh my and gosh, root it's for gonna them. be awesome. So um, yeah, 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 dude. They okay. do have one more stepping stone. They have the National League Championship to win. Ah, that's right. And we'll just we'll we'll find out who they're going to play tonight. Mm. It's either going to be the Mets or it's going to be the Dodgers. Dude, uh, I kind of hope it's the Dodgers. Like I just like I, I like the Dodgers team. It's a great I kind of well uh, either one. Like I, I feel like the Mets have the hot team right now. Right. And but the Dodgers have history of uh, of the postseason. Yeah. And uh, but so did the Cardinals. Yeah. So have the Dodgers uh, gone to the postseason since they moved out to L.A. Yeah. Back to L.A. Have they? I don't yes. even know. I dude, I, I don't know. Remember when they moved? Uh, from Brooklyn? Yeah. 
Like way back in the day. Way back in the day. Oh, I th- well, I don't, I'm, I'm insane then, Chris. I don't know how long ago. I mean, I don't know how long ago that was. Like in my, I don't think it was recent memory. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up here. Well, well, there you go. That 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 demonstrates my uh, my ignorance of uh, of the Dodgers team. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking it up <laughs> to see how long the Dodgers have been. Why is this not easy to? To, to find. I feel like you could just ask Siri that question and she might know. Yeah, here we go. We're going to try that. So we're going to do that. Siri, how long have the Dodgers been in LA? And now. So she just Googled it. She just Googled it. Mm-hmm. Same thing I did. <laughs> I'm going straight to the Wikipedia it's, page, though. It's so long and it's, it's long enough to where. Based it's in hard Los to Angeles. So they were established in 1883. Right. Okay, based in Los Angeles since 1958. Okay, so it's, so a it's, long it's time. It's been a while. A long, long time since, like, probably right around the same time that the Cubs were last in the World Series. So it's been that long. Yeah. Oh, I mean, since yeah, a little bit after that, actually. <laughs> so it's been yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah. So John. Yeah. What have you been up to? So okay, so there, I mean, my pick of the week, something that I've been up to there, but uh, I don't know, man. It's it's been an interesting week of like a lot of TV watching, you know, catching up on some things, and uh, a lot of the new season. I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine as well. Nice. Uh, I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. It's such a great show. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, just you know, the, the general things like that. I've been playing through um, uh, uh, uh. uh, uh the game that I said I was going to play through, uh, oh, Luigi's, Luigi's Mansion. Mansion. Yeah, that's right. Because it's ha- October. It's Rightober. Yeah. And uh, actually, I've changed my name on fa- or, uh, Twitter once again to John Fright. Oh, man. I need to change mine. Yeah, totally. Get that Halloween name in there. The yeah. spooky name. Um, anyway, so we've got the... Uh, I've been playing through that game. And Chris, I've discussed on the podcast numerous times that I'm not great at puzzle games. Mm-hmm. And uh, I realized that it takes me about like really long time to finish these levels. Like there's like three tiers of like, if you, you know, you get, you know, one star, two star, three star. Right. I haven't gotten more than one star. Right. I'm, I'm not, not good at the, at like puzzle <laughs> games. It just takes me a really long time to go through them. I just go through them because the story's good and it's, it's fun, you know, to break my do you brain. you find them fun? I yeah. find them fun until I, I get to a point where like, like, so I got to this point, uh, last night while I was playing. Where I couldn't beat this this one room, yeah, and I was just like, no, I'm I'm done. You know, it was like I I had spent like ten minutes on the same room, yeah, and so I just closed it, put it down, and then I I, I came back to it a little while later, yeah. like, and then I, I I finished it or whatever. You figured it out. And I figured it out. I figured it out. Like my brain apparently was working on it the whole time, and I was like, I picked it up. Oh, okay, and uh, because like a lot of this is like you have to wander around and find like secret hidden areas and stuff. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But it's like I had felt like I'd walked through the entire place. Yeah. But there was like a courtyard that I didn't know was Ooh, attached a to secret one courtyard. Room. Yeah, it was like it was off to the side. Yeah. It wasn't even really secret, Chris. Let's just be honest. I just had to walk farther to the right. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. So I I, I finally was like, well, I wonder if there's something out there. And so I went out there, and mm-hmm. it was. So anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to, Chris. That's cool. Um, but there has been some news that you were telling me about before the podcast. And this directly relates to the lives of everyone listening yes. to this podcast. Last week, we had some friendly PSAs. We're going to have another friendly PSA here. Yes. That's so a public necessar- service announcement. That is true, John. <laughs> the PSA is tickets for Star Wars The Force Awakens. May go on sale either this Friday. Uh, that's, so if you're listening to this on late, late, late Thursday night or early Friday morning, um, before what time, Chris? 12 o'clock Eastern time. So extrapolate to your own time zone. Yes. We should have put this into GMT, like Greenwich Mean Time. 
and what then a, that's like the standard. That's like at zero, Chris. I don't. I don't. That's too hard. <laughs> if you're in the U.S., yes, it's twelve o'clock Eastern, eleven yes. o'clock Central. Um, what is it? Ten o'clock Mountain Time. Yep. And nine o'clock Pacific Time. There you go. Right. I think so. Hopefully that's right. Sure. <laughs> yes, because there. Yes, nine I, o'clock Pacific Time. Yes. Tickets may go on sale for Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Now, here's the deal. All right, okay. so there, there have been rumors for for weeks, okay, that the 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 tickets are going to go on sale on October 19th, which is not Friday. You say, you say, right. Chris, that's that's not Friday. It's not Friday, but that's Monday, and they've been there's been rumors that that's what that's what that would happen. Ooh. All right, now there's rumors. When do tickets usually? What day of the week do tickets usually go on sale? Or is there I'm, like a standard? There's no standard. They're just all over the place. Well, that sucks, Chris. There's there's been tickets on sale all over. The place. That's just frustrating. It is frustrating. It's very non-standard. Everyone knows like that that things come out on Tuesdays, well, or Fridays, unless you're Nintendo. Well, unless you're Nintendo. And then you release things on, on Crazy Thursdays. Days. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows when? So um, uh, it was possibly happening on Monday. And then there's been all these rumors, okay, that, oh, what, wait, wait. There's some kind of announcement on, on, um, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like, okay, we think that Disney's announcing that the presale will be Monday. But Ooh. then... So basically, it's like Apple saying, you can pre-order our, uh-huh. our phone on this date. Uh-huh. So that's, that's what everyone thought that yes. they were saying. But then there were all these uh, reports coming out that I think it was AMC Theaters has been telling their employees to prepare for the, the, the pre-sale on Friday. <laughs> and so now it's like, well, is the pre-sale happening Friday? Yeah. Instead of Monday. By the way, that blah, that sounded like a uh, sounded like a Hans Zimmer thing. Then then they could do you know In, something Inception. that that um, has been done sometimes whenever like you know it's like the announcement of the whatever and it's available now. Bah. <laughs> yes. So we don't know. Dude, be prepared for Star Wars tickets sometime probably in the next uh, week or so, but probably on Friday either at you know twelve o'clock Eastern time. Friday or mm. sometime on Monday, like the, that one. That time is all over the place. And if it's not Mon- or if it's not Friday, then they'll probably tell us on Friday what time on Monday it's going to be. So, Chris, mm. what are our plans to get these tickets? All right, so John, for opening night, first showing, IMAX. We're buying a ton of tickets yeah. all at once. We're buying a lot. I've we've already like prepaid for uh, for tickets. We've all put the money into a pool. Yeah, here's the thing. <laughs> Literally a, a literal swimming pool. If it happens, one of those kitty pools, it but it's a on, still a swimming pool. If it happens on Friday, I'm going to be in an airplane. Yes, you are. Ten thousand feet above the earth. Yes, you are. And, and so <laughs> the responsibility falls to your next of kin. Exactly. <laughs> it's as if I were a king, and I had been deposed. The next next person in line. I don't know if it's like that at all, Chris. Well, you would be the next person in line. I would be the next person in line. You're right. The next the next male in the family lineage. Yeah, but so so okay, so we're gonna be. I'm gonna be sitting in front of a computer, uh-huh. just hitting the refresh button like crazy yep. on Fandango. I think so. That's what I would be doing. I mean, that's just wild. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's my uh, my day. And around... while keeping an eye on the Star Wars Twitter, this is true. Just in case they say, yes. oh, actually, it's uh, we're announcing a presale for uh-huh. Monday. Um, fun fact though, you mentioned yes. Nintendo releasing things on just all sorts of odd days. Oh yeah. There is an urban legend, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for Nintendo that they released some game back in the day, back in like the NES era. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was, uh, such a big game that the attendance at school that day, they released it on a school day and that the attendance on school, 
like at school that day was supremely low. Mm-hmm. Like nobody showed up at school. No kids yeah. came because this game came what? out and they were home playing. Does this it. Game, the game have a name? Uh, I think it was like Mario Three or something. Like so, mm-hmm. it was it was a uh, it was a, a a mainline Nintendo. Like everyone is just super amped for this game. Yeah. And so no one came to school. And so now they never release things on school days in Japan. Like oh, so, wow. they'll release things on like a, a Japanese Japan holiday, right? And so like they'll release things on like a Japanese holiday, or they'll release things on like a Saturday, or like whatever day they don't have school there. That's hilarious. They will release games then. So that's the, that's the <laughs> urban legend um, about Nintendo and their odd release day schedules. Can it be verified? Because we're not Japanese. Yeah. Well, and also like you know, <laughs> the video game industry is very very strange in some ways. Like what was the thing about the landfill like they buried a bunch of oh, game, yeah, atari yeah. games like 50 years ago and everybody forgot they existed and i need to watch that documentary that they filmed about <laughs> about digging up those games i mean it's just it's weird that, like, no, but that it, actually happened that, john yeah i know that actually happened but like it was it wasn't even that long ago but nobody could remember if that's this true. actually happened that's true and so like that's my thing is like urban ah, legends in the video game industry i see they seem to disappear qu- faster than if, urban legends other places one more piece of weird and wild and crazy news okay <laughs> this is from kotaku by the J- way this is like Jason. the sleuth news uh new uh-huh. news segment yeah i like it we didn't even scream news no we didn't jason schreier from kotaku So this is, he's quoting... Gigantic no. thing of silence. <laughs> oh, let's just let people uh, wonder, wonder what happened to their, their MP3 player. Literally everybody's like to in the car Zoom. looking at their phone like, what the heck? Yeah. Did it turn off? Did, did my phone die? Uh, Uncharted 4, he's, this is, he's quoting something here. He doesn't tell us what yet. Yeah. Uncharted 4 is the, fir- is the PS4... I'm going to start over, John. (laughs) Uncharted 4 is the first PS4 entry in a series that has traditionally pushed boundaries. Read a recent preview by the website VG247. Why does it feel so familiar? Well, oh, end quotes. Well, as it turns out, they were playing Uncharted 2. (laughs) Oh, man, that's really funny. (laughs) He, He goes on. Video game websites like all news outlets screw things up all the time. Lord knows we have, but this might be the funniest mistake I've ever seen in gaming. Really Last funny. month, a writer for VG247 went to the Tokyo Game Show and came away with a scathing preview of <laughs> Uncharted 4, which comes out this March for PS4. They titled the article, Is Uncharted 4 a Thief's End Too Formulaic? This would be all well and good, <laughs> except Uncharted 4 was not playable for press at the Tokyo Game Show. VG247's writer was actually previewing the PS4 version of Uncharted 2, Man. which came out last week as part of the Uncharted collection. <laughs> so I can just imagine <laughs> this guy playing this game and be like, Man, the graphics aren't that good. <laughs> Listen to his quote. The gameplay is really weird. <laughs> he said, He said it fell from this is a quote from the article, but graphics don't make the game, and even if Uncharted Four is the most beautiful thing ever to have happened in the history of video games. It's not. It's not new. This is a complaint that has been leveled a lot this generation. I think the games are just shinier rather than more interesting. And Uncharted maybe in for the same critique, where the first Uncharted games felt like they were blowing the bar sky high. This one felt like just more of the same. Oh man, more of the same because you played it before. <laughs> because you say I don't. I don't know how this happens. I really think like even if this game was. Chris. Like this happens because like they're at a giant trade show and they're playing a game on the floor that's like probably super noisy. There's Uncharted Four posters everywhere. It's not like there's a there's a language barrier. Probably sleep deprived. Like it's not like there's a language barrier. You're just like what? All you have to do is turn to this person. What game is this? Okay. 
Well, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I feel like this could be just as as simple as a uh, as an accidental placement <laughs> of a one of those like cardboard standups of of, uh, of Uncharted Four. Four. Move it in front like, of it. Yeah, they it's accidentally like, oh, okay. put it a few feet too close to I'm this go to this ring. Four. Oh, it's Uncharted Four over there. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> the uh, the other thing that makes me you know have show no mercy regarding this story is the fact even if okay so say I haven't played. Um, Wolfenstein in a while, all right? <laughs> if he slapped a brand new, like, HD, like, looks new, I think I'd be like, I'm pretty sure I've played this before. Right. Have I played this before? Well, and also they're probably I've, playing... I have played this before. They're probably playing, like, a level that's in the middle of the game that's not, like, I one mean, of the... still remember. <laughs> one of the big moments. Give it's me not a level that. from Halo 1, and I'll tell you, I played this before. <laughs> See, that's Gears the, of War one. Chris, that's the thing is, I'm not sure entirely sure. Like, uh, so um, you you mentioned Halo, like uh, Halo two or three. Like, if I if you were to just ch- chunk out one level from that, I'm not sure if I would be able to identify if I've played it before or not. Like, oh, I think man. I'd be able. To, like, it feels like I've played this before, but like, if you know, I I'm pretty sure. And I'd again, be able you put to... a Halo Halo five like poster really closely to it. And, I wouldn't think it was Halo five. <laughs> Chris, I'm saying I might. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're much more discerning than I am. <laughs> well, we're gonna make sure you this check is what I'm saying. Check Chris. your facts. They released an yeah, apology. That's the thing. They said, we'd like to apologize to Naughty Dog for a massive mistake we published last month. On September 30th, we published an article titled, Is Uncharted 4 a Thief's End 2 Formulaic? Based on what we thought was a hands-on session with Uncharted 4 at the Tokyo Game Show. We didn't realize it at the time, but what we'd played wasn't Uncharted 4, the remastered Uncharted 2 Among Thieves from the recently released Uncharted Collection. Nice. <laughs> we were not aware of this until after the article went live. That's as funny. soon as Sony notified us of our mistake, we immediately unpublished the article, as it was clearly based on one massive error on our part. <laughs> TGS is busy, and obviously yep. the majority of signage isn't in English, but none of that excuses the fact that we seriously effed up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so that's what I'm saying, is like the, si- yeah, the signage isn't in, in English, yeah. it's, and then you have like probably a gigantic four by it. <laughs> Neil Druckmann. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he posted a picture on uh, on Twitter. He said, titled, captioned, "New Uncharted Four screenshot showing off the rope mechanic." It's like Atari <laughs> graphics. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, I love it. Poor dude. guy. Yeah. Whoever, whoever you are, you, you games journalist, you. Yeah, and again, again, I feel like I I would be prone to a similar mistake. Of course, there there should be people and editors. Uh, yeah, that, uh, hmm. at least your editor should catch it before editors it publishes. Be like, Are you sure? <laughs> Are this you is, sure? This is pretty this? harsh. Literally everything we've seen other, from this game has been pretty impressive. The other game, the rest of everything, yeah, everything else looked really good. Gosh. Oh man. Anyway, let's move on to our next segment. The pick of the week. Pick of the week. Jonathan. Yes. What is your that's pick my of the week? Full name. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of those things where where not a lot of people use my full name, and uh, so you, whenever someone does, you're just like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going, going on, on here? Um, my pick of the week this week is the the Agents of Shield 
uh, first two episodes actually. So because I've watched both of the the, the first two episodes, and uh, and so you know diving into Agents of Shield, like you fell off of Agents of Shield fairly early, and I would have to say season one of Agents of Shield was terrible mm-hmm. for the first half. Well, that's where I fell off. And then, yeah, and then then it got decent later on. Season two was really good, um, and then this season has kicked off. And it seems like it's it's really it's really good. Like uh, it seems to be leading into the uh, the Captain America Civil War movie. Um, seems like it's setting up a lot of dominoes um, that actually will end up falling in uh, Civil War. Ooh. I would assume, knowing as as little as I do about that story, um, about the Civil War storyline. Um, specifically based on like the inhumans like the inhumans uh they're setting them up to be basically the x-men of uh the marvel cinematic universe because they don't have the rights to use the x-men or mutants the word mutant even Mm -hmm. as uh for you know characters or whatever so it seems like they're setting up the inhumans on this show to use or to play the same role that they play in, uh, like the X-Men kind of play in that storyline. So it seems like that's kind of, they're setting up these, and I really hope that that's the case because so far every movie tie in with this show has been very kind of reactionary where it's like, Oh, we're cleaning up the mess that Thor (laughs) left us in London. And it's like two episodes of the being in London and that's about it. Um, or it's like, the biggest one I think was the uh, was the last Captain America movie, um, where they you know reshuffled the entire structure of Shield, um, and that was a, a fairly good change. Like, but what did still feel reactionary? Like the the next episode kind of dealt with it, but then it kind of moved on. But so hopefully this is building up to the larger thing where like you're gonna see some things or see some characters overlap maybe even um, as we kind of progress through this season into the actual uh, Civil War movies. And mm. that's the biggest thing this show is, has been missing so far mm. is really that hard connection with the, the cinematic universe. Um, I really like it whenever uh, they, they bring in um, characters from those other things. They've had like Lady Sif on and, yeah. and things like that. And those are always incredible episodes. But outside of that, it almost feels like just uh, basically the A team. Like it feels like it could be just another, uh, another action um, TV show. But again, really good uh, intro to this season. So... That's awesome. Yeah, dude. So there's been some rumors this week about Marvel, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. First, that the Inhumans movie has been canceled. What? And then that there's three un- untitled movies that are yet to be announced for 2020 now. And then, okay, there were rumors that uh, 20th Century Fox had decided to give the rights to Fantastic Four to Marvel. Whoa. Along with Galactus. And Silver Surfer, wow! To Marvel and returns for the television rights to make some X Men based television shows. Whoa! Then both those parties came out, Fox and Marvel came out and denied all of the rumors. Okay, I still think it's true though. So okay, so I was about to say like, so the Spider Man thing was a rumor for a really long time, and they all kept saying no. Yeah, and, and both parties came out and said no, 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 yeah. we're not doing this, we're not doing this, this isn't happening. That, you I know. know, and then it ended up. It's true. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not true all the way up until the point where the two parties are standing on a podium saying we're really excited to announce. <laughs> yes. That's true. They're not lying to us. Venture. It's not really true. Right. 
Until they announce it. Right, you know? Right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, until the dollars and cents have been worked out. Yeah. All the, all the, the I's have been dotted and the T's uh-huh. have been crossed. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that would be really interesting because Galactus is the one character that I, I really would love to see in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that I have never had any hope of seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, as far as a villain goes, he's very, very threatening. Um, and so I just I would love to see that happen. Well, I, the thing that makes me think it's real is just the fact that there have been rumors about canceling Inhumans, which why would you cancel Inhumans unless you have all of a sudden Fantastic Four related yeah. um, movies to stick in that time slot around the 2020 time slot. Yeah. And uh, and that you were kind of close to this deal. I mean, if, dude, if you're 20th Century Fox, you've had three good tries with this franchise. Right. And you've failed miserably, progressively worse every single time. Yeah. Well, and even this last time, like uh, we had that whole episode about kind of what went wrong with it, which you should post in the, the podcast. Dude, all right, notes. I will do that. Um, uh, so, but like, man, with this last one, it was, the rumor was that their license expired by, at the end of the year and that they had to get out like, oh, yeah, a, I mean, that was, that wasn't a rumor. Yeah, it was, it's true, but they had to get out the movie this year. And so like, that was the reason why. They, so if, if they put all this money into the production of that movie, why would they t- then turn around and make this deal? Because it made no money. Because yeah. they lost money on it. So they're saying, oh, well, why would we just continuously, uh, bleed you know, money? Yeah. Yeah, they're basically like, we don't, we don't know what to do with this. We can't make money with it. We would like to make money with it. We'd also also like to make money with some X-Men-based stuff that we know succeeds and is successful and we've had success with. Yeah, and maybe it's, that's something, too, to talk about is can we see an X-Men television show? That's what they've, you know, like, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I'm just saying, can you, can like, it, does that fit somewhore? I like, think it does, yeah. Yeah, I mean, or, I, whether it's something that ends up, you know, like a, a Daredevil situation, like on Netflix or something mm, that Fox produces, that'd oh, be interesting. or you know, it's it's a network show on on Fox. You know, like yeah. they have their own network yeah. that they're affiliated with, their production studios are affiliated with. That's and, true, and, and Fox they're really, experimenting with superhero shows on there. With right, Gotham. They've, got, they've got Gotham, which is by far the worst uh, superhero television I think, show. I think they had um, Constantine, didn't they? That got canceled. Uh, yes. And uh, isn't the the actor who plays Constantine being rolled into one of the CW shows? Uh, he's going to make an appearance in Arrow. Okay, yeah. Um, as Constantine, but it's not like a uh, it's not a permanent yeah. thing. Gotcha. Um, so I mean, I think I think they're dabbling. They, I mean, they've always kind of um, been interested in that kind of stuff, and I mean, we'll see. I yeah, mean, I would love I would love to see what would happen. I I only worry about the market becoming saturated with uh, TV superhero shows. Oh, that's going to happen for sure. Oh, it's absolutely going to happen. Uh, didn't mean to hijack your pick of the week. No, that's though. perfectly fine. Um, so what is your pick of the week, oh, Chris? My pick of the week is another television show, John. Boom! It is the Muppets. The Muppets. I haven't watched any. Oh of it. man, it is one of my favorite. New shows in a long time. Yeah, yeah. The first episode uh, kind of gets off to a slow start. They're like they're kind of just establishing everything, so it's, it's not like to me it wasn't laugh out loud funny. Yeah, whole, like uh, because they they spent time establishing things rather than putting them in crazy scenarios. Mm. And uh, but then right off with the second episode, it's just like this is awesome, and it feels like. Uh, the Muppets of old, meaning awesome. you know, like the same you know Muppets Take Manhattan, the Muppet movie, and um, the uh, the the old Muppet show. It's like the the jokes are hilarious. <laughs> like they they're so off the wall funny. The premise, entire premise, is that uh, Miss Piggy is a late night talk show host. Nice. And Kermit is basically the showrunner. Fozzie Bear is the the comedian that comes out like on the side <laughs> and like talks to the crowd beforehand. And he warms them up, and everybody else just works at 
at the uh, the show. There. That's cool. And so instead of you know like in the old show, they were putting on basically a play, or, like a variety show. Yeah, a variety show. Uh, this is you know her her late night talk show. It's that's kinda cool. Like, and even the set is it looks like Jimmy Fallon's set. Well, I mean that's like that's awesome because that's a modernized version of the variety show. Yeah. Like if you look at the the evolution of kind of where variety shows have gone, it's yeah. you look at like a Jimmy Fallon and like they have multiple sets per show. They have like these little sketches and skits and stuff. So it makes right. perfect sense that they would transition into that right. uh, in the modern day era. So. There's been lots of stars on it. You know, That's for instance, awesome. uh, Jay Leno, um, uh, Josh Groban is in the second episode. <laughs> um, you've got, uh, oh man. Does he sing with Piggy? What? That would be amazing if Josh Groban sang yes, with he Piggy. Sings with he Piggy. sings with Piggy. Yes. <laughs> that was, all right, yeah, that, that was, that's one of my – that episode, like as soon as I got – I got the first episode, I watched it and I was like, okay. that's. I mean, it's, it's clever. You know, yeah. I'll, I'll watch it. And then the second one, I was like, yes. Yeah. This is hilarious. Well, that's the thing like that it's always been is every single uh, Muppets movie and things has just been just – Laugh after laugh after laugh after yes. laugh, and and then sometimes I, I like whenever that first episode hit, I didn't really hear anybody like raving about the first episode because it was so so. Yeah, I mean, and that would make sense. Why is I guess is I guess my point. Um, you know, because if it took a little bit of time to set up and and wasn't just laugh after laugh after laugh, then it you know eh, there's not as much buzz. Do you think that? Uh, that was a mistake to to take that much time to set things up. No, or? I mean it was. All, I think it's also the shock. I mean, this is filmed kind of like The Office, you know, where yeah. it's like a behind the scenes kind of stuff. So that's different from the Muppets as well. Cool. It doesn't feel like a traditional kind of Muppets show, yeah. which is good. Um, but it does take a second to get. I mean, it takes a whole. I mean, it takes a probably till the second episode is done till you're like, okay, I understand what they're doing here at least in terms of the style. Yeah. Um, and it makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. Um, so you know, it does take a minute to get to get into but it feels it feels really really good it's cool. hilarious um we just watched the fourth episode it just aired this past week watched that and it's it's i mean it's it's great dude like yeah. it's i think it's probably my new favorite episode or favorite show that i look forward to every single week awesome i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to check it out dude um i i will we're big disney fans and yeah. so i will say that if they i would not be disappointed if they updated the uh the muppets ride or the muppets theater oh, yeah. that, what is it the muppets in 3d vision or something like <laughs> yeah, that yeah at, at uh hollywood studios yeah, hollywood studios um I, I i would love it if they updated that with some some of the newer stuff probably yeah. you know yeah that'd be really cool and yeah i think there's a uh, just the way that they've utilized the the characters in different roles within the the studio is really really funny. Yeah, really really cool. Um, and uh, just kind of where everybody fits. And I always loved like like with uh, Muppet Treasure Island specifically, yeah. and with a lot of those like kind of off the wall ones. Um, uh, the uh, oh, the Charles Dickens Muppet Christmas thing or yeah. whatever. Like the way, like you say, the way that these characters, like oh, this character makes perfect sense as this this type of a character. Right. But I never would have you know right. thought of that. Right. So that, I'm interested to see where everybody. There fits is a like lot that. of that where it's like you know, okay, I think I think they strike a good balance between you know this is the character that you you know and love, but this is also how they fit into this role and cool. they're doing this job and so that it's I think it's interesting how they all fit into those roles and then in, I think honestly this harkens back more to things like Muppets Take Manhattan and yeah. Muppet Movie than it does like Muppet Treasure Island and all that kind cool. of stuff because number one I think this is a lot a, a little more uh, um uh, adult oriented in terms of just the themes that they're portraying Um, because they are like, it's just like, for instance, you know, like they always were in those movies, you know, 
uh, Kermit and and Miss Piggy are broken up, you know, because yeah. they always were breaking up, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then you know, Rolf's you know r- running his, his own bar. Yeah, he's the he's the barkeep. It's yep. Rolf's bar and stuff like that. And so it's like a little more mature themes. It's not yeah. like you know I wouldn't sit this sit this down in front of my ten year old or I don't have a ten year old, but I have a secret ten year old, John. <laughs> I wouldn't. <laughs> I was set- about to say I have I have, I have a I have a niece <laughs> or nephew that I haven't <laughs> met. No, 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 that's not true. That would be weird though. <laughs> That'd be super weird. Um, so, but if I had a ten-year-old, I wouldn't sit him down and be I like, "Hey, I'd watch this show." I'd probably call like uh, call <laughs> call somebody to to like question whether or not you should have said niece niece or nephew if, if they've never been out in public. Yeah, yeah. So the uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't sit them down to watch this yeah. and be like, "Hey, you're going to enjoy this," because yeah. I don't think they necessarily would, and they wouldn't get a lot of the the humor, and they wouldn't get a lot of the things happening, you know. But, gotcha. Um, uh, but it does so it strike it it harkens back to that kind of stuff, which. I honestly, I, I find more appealing because that's what I grew up with. Well, and also I think that that's who you're, who the market is. Like if you talk to right. any, you know, uh, eight or nine year old kid, like, are they really going to know those movies? Are they really going to recognize? Are they like, paying attention to the Muppets? Right. I know? mean, it's like who, who do the Muppets really, um, appeal to? Yeah. Um, and so like, if you, you know, I, I imagine they did their market research and they were like, nah, we need to, we need to get the, you know, 20 somethings, uh, on board here. You'll appreciate the, um, the intro yeah. of the show. Like it, it's basically, you know, uh, Kermit comes into the break room and then they all kind of come in really it's a sped up over time um, and uh, they all take all this food and stuff like that and then he says oh, well I guess it's time to get things started and then it, the theme song it just comes up from up it's just like dun 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 that's cool and it goes cuts into the show it's cool. like it's, they do this really cool like callbacks to the old show I like it that I'm like this is this feels nice that's this good. is like super super uh, um, new and fresh but it's also um, respectful of the history of the Muppets. Awesome. Awesome, dude. I'm going to have to check it out. Half hour episodes? Half hour, half hour episodes. Awesome, dude. All right, Chris. Yeah. Let's talk Walking Dead. Well, let's talk about Season it. Season five. Yeah. Premiere. So... You haven't seen season four. This is true. <laughs> or the season five premiere. So season four, like, okay, so season four, I watched the first, uh, first like, few episodes of it, but I never made it to the season, uh, mid-season finale. Okay. I think I was, like, two episodes away from that. But regardless, like... You've given me authorization to spoil all this. I have. This. And so the reason for this, can I, can I talk about the reason for why I'm okay spoiling this, but other things I'm just not okay with spoiling? Okay. So on The Walking Dead, anything can happen. Yeah. As we discussed earlier this uh-huh. episode, uh-huh. anybody could die. Mm-hmm. Any scenario could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, okay, you know, you just accept it. And so because of this, I have less, like, less emotional attachment where I, I care less what happens mm-hmm. and I care more how it happens. Okay. So it's like, it's more like, how do they deliver this big thing to you? I see. I understand. And, uh, and so, yeah. I don't so know that's if I, why, I don't know if I agree. I mean, yeah, you could disagree. You knew about the big kerfuffle when I found out a spoiler last year. Yeah, this is true. Yes, and I was very upset. And I still watched I, all those episodes. I, I think most most Walking Dead fans would disagree. I agree with I, I agree with you that most people are probably going, no, don't spoil, don't spoil. Yeah, but. I, again, I think even like there was a mid-season finale one time that we uh, we reviewed, and I hadn't seen it as well. Mm. And there were some big, big things that happened in that, mm. and uh, and so I was, you know, I all right. Was, I was for some reason, but is, I went ahead just, and still watched it. This is just it. in your exceptions to the rule book. Yes, it is. This is this is the exception that proves the rule. Okay, all right. I, I, I'm shaking my head. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Anytime anybody says that phrase, I'm like, that doesn't make just slap them a single bit of sense. It doesn't. Th- that just means that there's no rule. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that just means that we make our own rules and the world is just 
A willy-nilly place, Chris. <laughs> it's definitely willy-nilly. There you go. Yes. Um, all right, so Chris, so, let's do this. All right, so this this uh, this week we picked up right. Wait where, a second. Huh. So we didn't do a spoiler warning. We ah, talked about a lot of spoilers. We're gonna spoil this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, first of all, let's do a spoiler-free part. Okay, so spoiler-free. Yeah. Spoiler-free. Okay. Spoiler-free. Great episode. Yeah. I would say one of the stronger season premieres. Like okay. Walking Dead has never um, had, like at least for me, the season premiere hasn't been the, ever been the standout episode for me. It's always been. I feel the like season, last season, season had a pretty good season opener. Um, it was that was basically you know, okay. I agree with that, and I think last year's season opener was probably um, at least on par or stronger than this one because what what they did was they 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 finished. Um, the spoiler, all right? Yeah. They finished uh, the second half of what happened at Terminus. Okay. Um, I don't like last season. There wasn't as big of a cliffhanger, so right. it this wasn't doesn't pair up as well in terms of like it's a second part of an episode where gotcha. they really live together. Gotcha. That didn't happen. So this wasn't like but, a part two of the the season ender last right. time. Okay. I will say this is just as strong. First off, this is an hour and a half long episode, mm. and um, it's like TV movie style, exactly. And so, like, they take a long time to do a lot of stuff, and so uh, it really, really builds throughout. I mean, honestly, it, it, it's crazy. Like they they do they, man. Without spoiling stuff, it's hard to do. But they they build this episode in such a way that it it um, kind of like hits you right off the bat, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like then starts building toward the end. And, gotcha. Um, I was I was very very uh, very very happy with that. So as someone, so I guess to end the uh, the spoiler-free version, because yeah. it, it is really hard to not spoil episodes of television, because yeah. you can't reference things that came before, no. you can't reference where things are going, yeah. and so to, to end this, as you're talking to me, someone who hasn't mm-hmm. watched this episode, yes. and, uh, and someone who hasn't basically kept up with the show, uh-huh. is it worth keeping up with? Yes, okay. definitely. There you go. Always. The Walking Dead is probably my favorite show on television. Mm, there you go. It's got Chris's stamp of approval. It is. It has, definitely has my stamp of approval. There it is. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, turn it off right now, because we're about to spoil it. Chris is about to throw out a gigantic spoiler yep. that's going to blow your mind. And he's going to throw out the spoiler in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler! There's a giant herd of zombies traveling to Alexandria. That's amazing. All right, so basically, this picks up... Uh, the way that they do this, this picks up where we left off at the end of last season. Yeah. Where um, Rick has basically um, given his big speech and been at, like... You know, like he does. Yeah, like, like he does. But um, he's he's basically bringing and convincing them the... the um, uh, citizens of Alexandria to his side and his way of doing things because that's the way to actually survive in this world that they live in now, not live in your little fairy tale town world where nothing ever goes wrong and you pretend like the outside zombie world doesn't exist. All through last season, they they made references to why hasn't Alexandria been hit with zombies more than they are? Like they kind of show up at the gates and they, it was noticeable that there were more and more and more showing up. Um, but it wasn't like, it was like, why, why are these all of a sudden number one showing up? And number two, like why, how have they been so protected here? Yeah, they have walls, but like what's happening here? Right. Right off the bat. Um, so we kind of fade to black from, um, uh, the what happened last season right off in this this episode and then almost right off the bat we cut to 
um, Rick and a group of the, 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 his group and the townspeople, and they're standing in front of this giant quarry full of thousands and thousands and thousands of zombies. Yikes. And they're basically figuring out how to take them all out. So what had been happening over time since... Nuclear bomb. Since Well, if they had one, I'm sure they probably would have used it. Uh, since what had been happening since the beginning of the zombie outbreak was this quarry was filled with... like uh, There were some survivors, and I guess um, at some point someone from Alexandria had found them, and they, uh, they had um, made a camp there. They had... Uh, turned or some one of them had turned and so like it just became kind of like okay there's like 20 zombies in this place they were just noisier and noisier and then all the zombies just kind of like would mosey together mo- mosey into this quarry but then fall down and then they couldn't get out ah so that's why they were protected because the people who had made a camp there had had blocked off the two entrances to the quarry right so over time just more and more zombies had just stumbled in here and they like and the louder the more zombies were in there the louder they got and attracted more and more zombies to the same spot until you just have this giant herd of zombies that's a mess chris yes and so like this is taking place basically it's it feels like i think like you know maybe a week or two after the events of the previous season and so what has starts happening is they intersperse and alternate going between present day with dealing with the zombie herds to cutting back you know a week or so ago that's new and and yeah and cutting back like every so often and what was cool with the way that they did it um, was everything in the past is in black and white, yeah, and everything in the present is in color. That's really cool, and yeah, so it feels really, really, really cool. And honestly, like, kind of feels like the comic book in a little bit way because yeah. the comic books is black and white. Well, I mean, that that, that feels really like a shakeup as far as like mm-hmm. the storytelling goes with yeah. this, because very much in at the intro of every season, it's either picks up right where something left off, and you know, then it goes from there, or it picks up like a few months later right. to explain um, various characters aging, right, and so. They, a lot of times they 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 play pick like catch up whenever they're doing this in order to um, where they'll be clearing a, a house or something. It's like oh well, such and such has more skill now than they had the, right. in the last season, or you know. So they do a lot of contextual things like this. But I like the idea of the flashbacks because it's it, number one, it's a, a shake up in the storytelling, yeah. and number two, it just would be a little bit more natural as far as like a linear, even right. though it's non-linear storytelling. You can fill in those gaps of like, whoa, does nothing happen for three months at a time? Right. You know what? What's the deal? Well, the, like I think the the interesting thing about why he why they did it, um, Scott M. Gimple was on. On, um, who wrote the episode? He's the showrunner. He was on Talking Dead afterwards. You know, he was talking about like he's like it just felt. He's like we t- uh, he's like we talked about doing it in a linear format, but it just felt felt right to do it this way. And I th- I, I I I think the the reason being because it. Uh, what would have happened and what can happen in these kind of season openers are like, well, you get past some like action right off the beginning, kind of like coming off of the last season or something like that. And then it slows down for, you know, the next like middle part of the episode. Like, and this kept the momentum going, yeah. even though we're having like, we have entire like sequences where all we're doing is talking and then the tension's building within the town slowly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it keeps cutting back to, um, what's going on with the zombie herd and keeps the tension ramped up because you're like, you're, and it gives you, on both sides, both of them are kind of slower kind of stories. Like they, in terms of they take, um, they take uh, some time to tell. Not because they're bad, poorly told, but because they just take some time, right? And they take some some build up. Um, 
because number one, like with the zombie herd, you're leading around a slow zombie herd walking. You're gonna you're you're taking them in thirty miles down the road, you know. Right. And so it's it's gonna take a minute to tell that story. There's lots of things happen along the way. Yeah. But it's slow. The same thing with Alexandria and, and the the buildup to actually convincing them to take on this zombie herd is what's happening, and basically the steps involved in that, and the people who disagree, and all this kind of stuff. And so though that's a slower story to tell, but whenever you intersperse them and cut them together, it keeps pace it feels really good it builds tension over yeah. time well and uh, it feels i mean it feels really really good that's awesome i mean and I, I love that whenever you do that type of flashback kind of storytelling that you can ask questions in one of them and then answer them the next scene yeah. and so it'll give you this 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 context that you wouldn't have had otherwise where you say okay this person made this decision why and right. then you flash back and oh that's why right you know uh and so it will really help with a lot of that type of storytelling where there's this this history to characters and i mean obviously like did they did they introduce any new characters in this episode that they haven't had in the in the show before i mean you are so last season um toward the toward the middle we started seeing uh, Morgan showing up at the ends of episodes, yeah, and then la- the last thing that happened after at the end of last season is Morgan finally like he he ends up at the town with Rick and the rest of them, mm. and so we're kind of learning Morgan and again like this is new Morgan where he's actually surviving now rather than hold right. up in his house with a bunch of traps and he has this bow staff that he like hits people with and all yeah. this kind of stuff and so like you're, we're learning him as a character we're also like learning a couple of the townspeople relearning them from last season yeah. um, because of some things that have happened um, and so they still do a lot um, some character development within there right. and and, and that, that feels good broken up as well. Yeah. Well, because I feel like a lot of times in, in the season openers, you would introduce, like you'd have a newer character um, and then you would have less context to why they are the way they are and right. they'd have to build that into the current storyline. Right. And it's like, well, nobody figured this out before now right. or whatever. You know, uh, I, f- I forget which character. Uh, anyway, just along the way that's happened to me where I've been like, nobody thought to ask them that question before now. Yeah. And then I think that happened a lot more whenever it was like, when it wasn't Scott Gimple writing right. and show running, you know, the, right. these episodes because he takes long like he his whole thing has always always been the whole time where like everything that happens and everything that's said means something in the end you know and so it's like he really takes time like for instance there's a zombie that bites someone in in this episode and he's tangled up in a tree and on Talking Dead later, he was saying, you know, like somebody asked him a question about that zombie and, and uh, he was saying, well, the thing that, you know, like you, it's hard to tell in the episode, but he's wrapped up in the tree because his, basically his intestines are wrapped up around the tree because he came through the hole at the quarry uh, where they're crammed through these, like by these two semis where these like were kind of slowly getting out and he tore everything all up and then he went and wrapped himself around the tree. I'm like, you've got a backstory for this random zombie, yeah. you know, it's like, this is insane yeah. you know like the amount of attention to detail that he puts into his writing and into the sh- you know, like running the show which yeah. I know like I know 99.9% of people who watch this they're not going to notice right. or care right. but it's like that's what makes the show well, good well it builds it builds authenticity within the world you yes. know and and if if he has a so if if he has an answer for all this stuff for himself if he right. if he truly knows that universe uh, and, and that he's building then he will have an answer right. and nobody will care like nobody will you know 90% of the stuff that he knows about the, what's going on with this nobody really will will be able to have access to or really even question right. but the fact that he knows it 
makes you believe the 10% that you actually see and hear, right. you know? So yeah. it, that, that makes a lot of sense. Well, and know? it makes you be like, well, I want to ask every question now, you know, like, cause I'm sure there's an answer, you know, and it's, so it just makes you want to delve deeper and, and dive deeper. And, and I, I do like, I appreciate just how much, how much, um, care he puts into crafting these, this show. For sure, dude. Um, another thing that, uh, I think was interesting about this episode, um, versus other season premieres, it didn't end like it left on a cliffhanger and it feels mm. like it's, it's going full. Like this was a, it was a, it was a big, it was a slow ramp up to a, a big kind of finish. And it feels like it's just going to go full force right into the next episode. And it kind of like, I, I'm very interested to see where it goes from here because the way it was, this season was described by both anger, Andrew Lincoln and Greg Nicotero, the directories that this is, this is a, um, I think I can't remember the exact verbiage, but basically this is like this season of, of walking dead, just full force, just go. We yeah. just, like it just comes at you hard and fast. And that's what feels so different. At least yeah. right now, right off, right off the bat, it's like, this is different where, you know, before we'll have like, okay, we'll have a show where like, it's just kind of like, well, you know, we do this now. Yeah. Next one. Well, now we do this now. It feels like we're just going to like ramp up and go through all these episodes until you hit uh, the, the end of the, the mid season. I mean, I'm I'm totally okay with awesome. that. I mean, it's 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 very de- detached from the the farmhouse of season two, you know, and that's, oh, yeah. that's a good oh, yeah. thing. That's a very good thing. So, I mean, that's that's the it, as far as slow storytelling goes, that's the example. A lot of like I I will pull out is just like that's an example of really slow storytelling, but. Um, it's always good quality, but it's, it was really slow back then. So this is just a change with that. It seems like, and that's a welcome thing. Like yeah. I'm excited to, uh, to, to wrap up the rest of, you know, last season and then to maybe dive into this season. Um, maybe hopefully before the year is up somehow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see how, how, if I end up getting caught up to date by the mid season finale, mm-hmm. but that would be fun. man. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, so, so yeah, if you would rate this, Chris, mm-hmm. so, uh, so rate, rate this thing for us as far as like season premieres go, man. If I'm going to say as far as season premieres go, I'm going to give this a, uh, I'm going to give this a 9.5. Nice. So really top notch. Yeah. Really, really good. Maybe, maybe 9.3. Was there I'll anything 9.3. you didn't like about it? Um, <sighs> having to think really long and hard, dude. I am because like. I think at, there was a point, and because I, number one, I'm watching this with commercials. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm taking breaks, you know, like, so there's not only like the, the show I'm watching, but then there's a break. So there was a point because it's an hour, hour and a half long episode, and I didn't know it was an hour long, a hour and a half before I went into oh. this. So along so the way, the I was like, was I was like, what? I was like, yeah, I did. I, like, I was probably like 45 minutes in, and I was like, why are, mm. like, what's going on here? And then once we got past the the hour, the hour mark, I'm like, oh, this is like an hour and a half. I'm like, okay, this makes a little more sense. Okay. So I'm trying to, re- like, remove myself from, like, what happened there at that yeah. point. Because if I'd known it was an hour and a half, I would have been like, okay, this is an hour and a half. You know, I'm yeah. cool with this. But I was kind of like, this, like, I don't feel like this is wrapping up. Like, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. And it's a hard call to detach, or it's a hard thing to do is to detach yourself from the experience you had while watching. Oh, right. Too, well, I, don't, you know? I, don't, I don't usually, like, see it as a good sign whenever I'm, um, I'm watching a show and I like look and see like what time is it? You know, yeah, like, oh, I don't think we're gonna make it. You know, I, exactly. that type of thing. And so, uh, and so that's not usually a good thing. Whenever I like detach myself that much, or I'm like this is feeling like it's taking too long. You know, yeah. kind of like thing. But um, I think you know, in terms of, in terms of like it actually being a an hour an hour and a half long, I think it was fine. Yeah. Um, and honest, I'm gonna go back and watch it again uh, later this week. I think uh, just to just to like analyze it again. It was a great episode. 
I like so it yeah, too. I would I would say like a nine point. I'll call it a nine point four. Okay, how about that? That's good. That's good. Yeah. So it doesn't quite make the nine point five, no, no. but it's it's just nine point yes. four. Good solid yes. nine point four. So speaking of what you had happened, okay, so with the whole like, oh, you didn't know it was going to be an hour and a half long <laughs> episode. I was reading a book series that mm-hmm. was supposed to be a trilogy. Uh-huh. Oh, um, yeah. And I got to like the halfway point of the third book and I'm going, I'm looking at the pages left, thinking about the storyline. It's like, these across the entire country from the villain. How is this going to tie up in enough time? And I keep, keep reading, keep reading. I'm like, they're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. And I turn to the final page and I, I turn it and there's like this huge appendix in the back or whatever. And so... I, it was I was misled as far as how long this book was anyway, and so I turned to the last page and, and it goes continued in book four out in three years. Oh my and I was gosh! Like, no, no, you <laughs> did not just do that because you think you're going to finish it up. You what think like that? it's over. It was, was the, the uh, it was the Aragon books. Yeah, Aragon uh, books. Yeah, which Aragon are super long winded in the first place. Like yeah. they're just really thick books. Yeah, and it makes sense why he wanted to make it a fourth book, but yeah. man. Did, man didn't i get you that book in the i think i got you the first two books in yeah that you got series. me the first two books i think you got i don't the, remember why i want to say you got it? you got the first book because the movie was coming out or whatever and you were ah. like oh this is supposed to be good and then and then uh and then you, i just gave you, it you were gonna read that? it yeah you were gonna read really? it. really i don't yeah, I think i think you were like yeah i'm gonna read this minute you're like you want it you want to read it first and i was like yeah okay and i got it and really? i read it yeah it was it was literally just i didn't a, feel it, like i was ever gonna read it that. wasn't a birthday gift it wasn't oh i know that i just didn't i just don't think i was gonna read it i think i just got it for you yeah i feel like you made an excuse chris <laughs> i feel i feel misled i'm totally kidding uh but if if, if somebody misleads you and goes hey I, I was gonna read this but you read it f- that's a good friend so um but no and so like uh yeah the first couple i read uh because you got them and then i you know the, the third one i bought thinking oh it's over after yeah, this i've invested yeah. however much time and however many pages of reading to this t- series might as well finish it up yeah and then you get to the end and it's it's not finished. There's another 600-page <laughs> book coming coming your way in three years. That's hilarious. So anyway, no, it ended up being a good, a good series. So the movie, terrible. Oh yeah, it was awful. Oh, just just painful, <laughs> painful to watch. They was they were trying to make that a a, a series they, they franchise. Do, they did not do a good job of, of franchising that. No, it no, was not at all. It was awful. Yeah. So, so that is our review of The Walking Dead season six. Yeah, I think we said premiere. season five earlier. I think we did too. I think we said it a couple of times in the episode. So I apologize. It's season six. All right. Well, this is the end of this episode, John. Yeah, dude. I don't. I'm not gonna even try to say what we're talking about next episode. Yeah. I, because I feel like I've lied three weeks in a row. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, you know, we'll we'll get there eventually. We'll get Armor Crog reviewed eventually. Yeah. I uh, I actually uh, have the game installed and I, I opened it up and uh, and got stuck for the first time. Yeah. Then then you told me that and then so I installed it and then promptly got stuck on one of the puzzles. <laughs> but as you well. got farther than I got. I did. Um, but it still doesn't make me feel any better. So maybe we can put our our collective heads together. We really should. And. Uh, figure this thing out we really should there's uh there's questions i have about it that you could probably answer and there's questions you have about it that maybe i could come close to answering. we are each other's so. missing keys we are we are you know two heads are better than one situation yes. yes that's what this needs to be yep um but yeah so uh so we'll get we'll get that done if anybody wants to review us on itunes yes. uh you can you can head over to uh to itunes and do that there's a couple of reviews on, on there thank, thank you, you for, uh, those. for those that's awesome um you can follow us on twitter at john wright 777 and chris wright 250 and always online at stay on target 
or at stay on target pod. Wait a second. No. I said all of this wrong, Chris. I don't usually do this. Yeah, part. I don't know. Why don't like you take over, it. Chris? All right. You can find us online at stay on target podcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Chris Wright 250. <laughs> and John Wright 777. Remember, subscribe on Stitcher and on iTunes. You can find us at stay on target pod. Always online at stay on target podcast.com. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Target.